talked about this a little bit last week um, with Halloween coming up and homecoming season is definitely going to be a lot of uh, Halloween related parties so uh, just a general housekeeping rule please do not be Megan Kelly she is the face of the no black face controversy this year we've been saying this every year for several several years no blackface, no blackface, no blackface, no blackface. I don't know if these people are, like, deaf as fuck or if they just insist that we're being the PC police and, like, it's not a thing or we shouldn't be offended. That's probably what it is. Um, but the white person, we have a little insight into, and if you, if anybody really paid attention in history class, you'd know that blackface is offensive. And the reason that it's offensive is because white actors would put black shit on their face and hands um, and then play out stereotypical roles of a black person. Okay, so, like, we we know why it's fucked up, but Megyn Kelly and others like her don't seem to get it. Um and instead they defend the blackface and then apologize the day after once the wrath comes down. And today's wrath is in the form of social media shit. So, uh, of course, Megyn Kelly got her ass on TV and apologized the next day after saying that she didn't understand why it was such a big deal. Um, and I think, funny enough, um, on their Today Show, they were discussing blackface because one of those housewives from a franchise I don't watch, I only watch, like, two of the Real Housewives franchises, and they both have black people on them. So I don't, I'm not familiar with any of the other people, whether it's New York or I don't even know what other ones they have. But anyway, um, one of them dressed up as Diana Ross. Okay, it makes sense, girl, like, she's an icon, and, you know, she probably was able to dress as Diana Ross by going in her closet and just putting on some, like, really expensive dress or whatever. Uh, the woman had on a wig, and she was really, really tan. Not quite black. Honestly, I wouldn't have called it blackface. Um, only yeah. thing was that I, I think she was bronzer or something like that. She was like, bronzer or some shit. She just looked odd. To me, she didn't look like she was trying to be black. She just looked weird. Like, damn, girl, like, why'd you put on so much bronzer? I guess... I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I wouldn't call that, I would not classify that as blackface, by the way. The only thing that just looked odd, or you could tell she was trying to be a person of color, was the wig. That's what gave it away as her trying to be someone, but someone of color. 
But what was crazy to me is when you look at the wings, that's not even Diana Ross' texture. Like, it was like, I don't know, like, the letters and the numbers that they assigned to, like, different curl patterns. Marissa, you probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But basically, when you go in the beauty supply store and you tell someone at the front counter, I want a 4B or I want a 1C, that is um, in relation to specific curl patterns. So I don't know how curly or how not curly that texture was. Like, I don't know what letter and number it was, but I know that it wasn't Diana Ross's curl pattern. That much I know. So it looked odd as fuck because the wig was wrong. And it wasn't even, like, picked out or anything. It just, it kind of looked more like Bride of Frankenstein. Like, I, I, I saw a picture of that. That wig looked like it was, like, four feet tall. I was like, the hell is she trying to do? Yeah, ain't no Diana Ross. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You used to know it looked like Bride of Frankenstein. I was more fuck, I was more caught off guard by that shit than the actual Bronx. <laughs> like I was like, okay, I don't know who she's supposed to be, but whatever. Like, um, but when they discussed it on the Today Show, they didn't notice any of those things. Um, in fact, they just focused on the color of her skin. And so, a panel of white people <laughs> proceeded to discuss not using blackface or why it should be okay to use blackface. Megyn Kelly was the loudest of those voices defending blackface and is almost 50 years old and said, it wasn't a big deal when I was a kid. Well, bitch, were you born anytime after 1920? Because blackface has been a problem since at least then. Yeah. I mean, Megyn Kelly is my age. She's, she's in, her, in her late 40s. So the fact that she doesn't know anything about blackface is ridiculous. Because I'm pretty sure she dressed, unless she lived in, like, an all-white neighborhood where nobody would just tell her, well, maybe they just thought she was cute. So they were like, dude, she's being racist. No, no, dude, I want a chance with her. Don't tell her. You know, or something is equally ridiculous. Because there's no, I'll put it like this. Patton Oswalt, one of my favorite comedians, when he was talking about the Megyn Kelly thing, he said that when he was a boy, his favorite comedian was Nipsey Russell. So he dressed up as Nipsey Russell, including the blackface, and he didn't go to details, but he described it as the worst Halloween ever. <laughs> because he probably got schooled, like, hey, you can't do that, you know? But the thing is, you know, if you're a little kid, you don't know. And then somebody tells you, hey, man, that's wrong. Megan Kelly's an adult who works for a network with, with unlimited resources. If she wanted to find out what's the capital of Cybertron, they could find that out for her. Okay. What? So there's what no way. Oh, say again. What college did she go to? I don't know, but it wasn't a very good one because they didn't, you know, or a college that didn't have African studies. <laughs> because I mean, college students are usually the worst culprits, and I'm like, dude, you you are surrounded by buildings that are literally made of books. You have a computer in your pocket. Use it. Don't just use it to look up your lottery numbers. Use it. I mean. There's no reason in this day and age to not know something, especially if you're going on television. You know, uh, there was a, a guy on Young Turks. His name is uh, Ben Mankiewicz. Oh, by the way, this woman uh, went to Syracuse in Albany for law school. Albany Law School. Oh, for law school? Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to come right out and say it. That's a shitty law school because Megan Kelly went there and she has no black faces. <laughs> but uh, Ben Mankiewicz, you can tell, probably tell by his name that he's not black. 
and he's one of my favorite guys in Young Turks. And he says that uh, he said that his ex-wife was African American, and he said when one year they they did a, a couple's costume, and they went as Ike and Tina Turner, but he didn't go as Ike Turner. He went as Dwight Eisenhower. Because he was like, yeah, I'm not dressing up blackface as Ike Turner. So he did, because uh, Dwight Eisenhower's nickname was Ike. The, you know, they said, depends, I like Ike. So he went as, uh, you know. And, and I thought that was cool. Even even Anna Kasparian had a story. One, one year she dressed up as a, I guess she was in college, she dressed up as a geisha. Like, you know, from Japanese culture. And she got screwed on it. And they just told her, like, you can't do that. You know? And she listened. But, I mean, you're talking about, like I said, you're talking about somebody with unlimited resources to look shit up, and they let her go on TV and do that piece. Now, normally I, I was blaming the producers, but no one liked Megyn Kelly at, at, at NBC. No one knows why they, why they hired her. Yeah, and they yeah. said no, she was no, very no, hard. No, let's, let's refresh. refresh. No, 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 let's go no, back because we know why she got hired. She got hired because she had them salty-ass white tears because Donald Trump was picking on her ass. And M- NBC played Save-A-Hole and scooped her up. That's <laughs> and and, and I, I will say this begrudgingly about Megyn Kelly. She's good at what she does. You know, she, she is a good broadcaster. You know, even, though, even if I don't like what she says, she has a, a way that makes people listen. Well, some people, because her ratings sucked dog dick, and they were getting ready to fire her anyway. And that's why I was kind of thinking, because they said that um, she has a tendency to go off script. So what I'm thinking is she figures, okay, by the end of the year, they're going to fire me, and I'm not going to get anything out of my contract. So if I come on and do some racist nonsense, then they'll fire me, and then they have to give me the rest of my contract. And I know that's kind of a stretch, but you have people who believe that, Democrats sent themselves bombs. We'll talk about that later. So why why can't I believe that Megyn Kelly orchestrated, like, did kind of like a, a preemptive strike, like, okay, they're going to fire me, but if I quit, I get nothing, so I need to find a way for them to fire me and get the rest of my contract. Because I'm pretty sure, when, I, when you go back and think about it, I'm pretty sure that there's no producer at NBC who would have looked at that and said, yeah, go for it. Or you want to do a, you want to do a piece defending blackface? Go for it. I, I I have to give NBC. I mean, I I don't have to give NBC any credit because they hired her. So I don't have to give them any credit. You know. I I, I wonder. You remember when um Mariah Carey went to uh, when she left uh, Columbia and she went to Virgin. And the first thing she put out for them was glitter and it bombed horribly. Did you know that the executives who hired, uh, and then they had to buy Mariah out of her contract, the executives, they were a husband and wife team, they were immediately fired. Like once Glitter bombed, no pun intended, they, they fired them. You know? But I, so I'm wondering who at NBC is going get, to get the ax. Like who, who thought it was a good idea to hire an overt racist? and think that she wasn't going to say anything racist ever. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I was on Twitter, and there were people who were still literally not understanding why you can't do 
blackface. They would go, I should be able to dress up as a black person for Halloween. Sure you can. Absolutely. We talked about this before because there was an article I saw where people were just like, white people were like, should I let my kid dress up as Black Panther for Halloween because he loved that movie so much? Yes. Absolutely he could dress up as Black Panther. It's a goddamn, it's a goddamn comic book character. Okay? So I know these women aren't going to be slathering their kids in shoe polish and pushing them out into the street. They just want to wear the Black Panther armor. You could do that. That's fine. You want to dress up as Apollo Creed from Rocky IV? Do that. That's fine. But no blackface. Don't get, don't get pushed like, in the face. Is your kid going to be T'Challa or is your kid going to be Black Panther? Because Black Panther. <laughs> you know, like, 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 like the armor. There's a mask. There's a mask. Perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, we'll know who he is. You don't have to put blackface on him. Uh, some examples of people who have done, um, who have dressed as black people without doing blackface would be, uh, what's the, what's Will Do's name? Uh, Jimmy Fallon. One year he dressed up as Prince. Very clear who he was supposed to be. Right. Not a drop of makeup in sight. And that's Perfect. a pretty popular costume because when you dress up as Prince, Everybody knows it's Prince. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. You are Prince. Because he's very distinct, you know? So it's, it's, I had an argument on Twitter with a guy talking about, you know, he was like, you know what? Uh, just being white means that you're racist now. There should be a manual. I was like, no. Being white doesn't make you racist. Doing racist things makes you racist. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, in case you got, in case you missed the memo again, you got it from us here. Again. So, but I, I, clean, but stop with the fuckery. Yeah, I refuse to believe Megan Kelly didn't know what she was doing because she's not dumb. You know, I I, I may think that she's a disgusting, overt racist. That I believe a hundred percent. And the thing that pissed me off, well, you know, I'm not gonna. Like, I watch a lot of Young Turks, right? That's my favorite show. And uh, Jenk Uger, who runs Young Turks, was kind of... And I noticed a lot of people were doing that, who were normally down on that sort of thing, were trying to give Megyn Kelly, not give her a pass, not saying that she shouldn't be, uh, you know, that she shouldn't be punished for it, but they didn't think that she should have gotten fired for it. And I was like... Uh, and and I, I responded on I responded on Twitter about that. I was like, look, because he was like, I can't believe that Megyn Kelly got fired. I responded back, I was like, I could, because she's an overt racist, you know. I mean, you can look up racist things Megyn Kelly has said, and it'd be a whole bunch of racist things that Megyn Kelly said. So NBC took, uh, as as one pundit called it, they took a. a a huge expensive risk with Megyn Kelly. So now she's getting fired and now they got to pay her $70 million, 69 to be exact, because they got to buy out her contract. Mm. Well, I wonder if she's going to get another job. I guess Tom will tell you on that. The only job she can get now is Fox News. She can't go, but she can't go to any of that. You think ABC is going to hire her? You think CBS is going to hire her? No. Mm -hmm. Only place she has left to go is Fox News. And she should be thanking Trump because, like you said, you know, they, they took pity on her because Donald Trump was ragging on her. And um, 
And now she's a uh, hundred million dollars richer. All right. We shall see. All right. So the other uh, piece of news that was on my mind this week, and it was like really, I guess, a hot topic in on my timeline and in my comments was about uh, Rachel Ruth. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh because we did was horrible, but go on. So, for anybody that's not familiar with the story of Rachel Ruth, um, he was a football player for the Carolina Panthers. And it's kind of funny, like, I forgot about him. So just, like, a little context, I saw a um, I saw a meme a while back where it was, like, a screenshot of this girl saying, I told my boyfriend I was pregnant, and then he just sent me this picture. And at first I didn't get it either. But the picture was of a football player with Rick Roos' number. You couldn't see his uh, name on it, but you could just see, like, the number. So I looked up Carolina Panthers' number, whatever, and turned out it was Ray Ruth. And then that's when I was like, oh, man, that's a really tasteless joke. But anyway, <laughs> to actually make the joke, a quote-unquote joke make sense, um, basically well, Ray Ruth was joke. That was serious. <laughs> oh, man. Me now. Oh, hey. All right, what's up, Lou? So it was, um, for those that aren't familiar with the story, I remember when this when this came out. I think I was in middle school. And, yeah, I guess I would have had that then. Um, but basically, this football player for the Carolina Panthers killed his child's mother while she was pregnant. He basically put out a hit on her because um, I'm sure he was thinking about the child support. His career was just starting to get popping, I guess. And um, he didn't want to be financially obligated to take care of her and the child. Well, she ends up dying from her gunshot wounds, but not before she could deliver her baby, who was about 10 weeks out um, from the actual due date. And the young man's name, oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. It's something with a C. Um, But he's born... But he, of course, was like a host of health problems, um, and his grandmother, which is her mother, had take, has been taking care of him for the past 19 years. So fast forward to today, um, Ray Caruth is released from prison. I honestly don't remember. Do you guys remember how long he was initially sentenced? Oh, about that long. He, he, he didn't get parole. So I think he, he served. He don't quote me on that, though. But I – but. He didn't get what the what the the shooter got. Like the shooter is never getting out, as far as I know. He's still in prison. The guy oh, who was shooting because okay. he didn't go in for murder. He went in for a conspiracy because gotcha. he's the, he's the one that put out the hit. He was the mastermind. Okay. So, so technically, he, he, he served his like, time. Yeah, that's so crazy to me. Like the two are so closely intertwined. It's weird not to give them the same amount of time, but whatever. Um, well, he does get out this week. And the Panthers seize this opportunity as, like, a publicity stunt. And I really want to know what you guys think about it. I thought it was in poor taste, but because, again, this has been 19 years that this has happened, like 19 years ago since he's been sentenced. And he gets out this week, and not even the Panthers, but this man who's been holding a ticket 
since, um, I guess, like his seasonal tickets or whatever. He's been holding it since 2015 or, or read about their story back in 2015 and decided to make sure that Chancellor, that's the name, Chancellor and the grandmother got tickets to the game and they're supposed to be out there this week. They had tried to go like once before, but he, he didn't feel well. Chancellor didn't feel well, so they didn't go. That was like maybe a couple of years ago. But the grandmother is like really grateful, but it just seems like the timing is bad. Like, damn, like out of all this time, you didn't you didn't invite these people to the game more than once? Yeah, it, it, it seems – I don't even know why he'd even want to go. Seems perfectly timed. I know, because Carolina sucks. <laughs> I, mean, the I only got to get um, nice reduced donuts going. one time at Krispy Kreme's this year. They need to get their game up. They haven't won yet. I thought they did. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm not getting no tweets saying that they won. I can get some a discounted um, donut pack. So I'm saying, well, I'm thing, so I wouldn't eat them anyway. But shit, that's my shit. That's my that's my crack. I need some right now. Shit. Ugh. Um. I don't I'm know. From the south yeah. and don't eat Krispy Kreme. I can see if you was from New York, they hate that shit. They like we Dunkin' Donuts. We, we definitely do. I mean, Krispy Kreme is basically uncooked Dunkin' Donuts. That's all that is. Well, bottom line is, Ray Carruth is out. Um, I wonder what he's going to do with himself. I mean, being gone for almost 20 years, what the hell is he going to do with himself? I always think about that, too, and not just for Ray Carruth, but just people who have spent a lot of time in jail uh, period. I think about all the things that have changed since they've been since they've been locked up. Like there was right, no we didn't have those smartphones twenty years ago. Yeah, there was no Shit. smartphones. There was no Twitter. No, there was no Instagram. No, soft, no Facebook. No screen touch screen TVs and no Chromecasts and no Alexas and Google Chromes and none of that shit. He probably oh, man, had ago. no money because I'm sure his like legal defense you know, ate up any little bit of change he had, and his estate probably had to take care of Chancellor. So I'm sure he has no money. He's definitely going to have to get a regular snagger with job. And he don't look like, like a 20, he don't look like a 20 years later on African male. Jail was hard on his ass. He looked like he'd been in there about 40 years. Well, time will tell. It'll be interesting. I, I do think he should stay off of social media. He definitely shouldn't have a social media presence. He needs to just not, like, fade to black. Like, oh, just, what about redemption? What about forgiveness? What happened to our Christian values? If, oh, you can be forgiven, but, like, sir, go sit over there. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> you can be forgiven over there. <laughs> just go that way. Blue, to, uh, the for me, I'm not a Christian. Okay. I'm just saying that. Right right no, I, I, I kid, of course. <laughs> well, look, 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 I, I put it like this, right? And I, I get where you're coming from, Blue, because the problem with prison in the United States is that prison in the United States is basically just like having a scarlet letter etched on the side of your face and that wherever you go, people know, you know, you were in prison. And to me, except for certain cases, certain extreme cases, 
once you do your time, you should be able to go on with your life because you've paid your debt to society. So you should be allowed. Yeah, like, what's, the, what's some cases that you might think would be exempt? Would be exempt? Uh, child molesters is usually number one. Oh, um, yeah. You know, uh, mass murderers like Dylan Roof. Definitely. Well, mass murderers aren't getting out, so that's not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know. I don't know if I hit a some clickbait. I thought Charlie Manson got out and blue was like, "The fuck are you talking about?" Charlie Manson died. Nah, he died. Son, he, died. <laughs> he died. I hit the wrong article, I guess. The crazy thing is, though, Charlie Manson never killed anybody. He was just an orchestrator. Yeah. And he still never got. I mean, he was there. It wasn't like Ray Ruth was standing there when when she got shot. But you know what it is? Going back to that joke, you know, it's kind of that weird crisscross, for lack of a better word, where it's like if you're an athlete, you want to go out and have fun. You know, the ladies are falling at your feet, and you can have whatever you want to, but then if you get one pregnant, then it's that stereotype. I don't even want to call it a stereotype because the saddest thing I've ever seen, at least from from the sports standpoint, is – uh, I saw a clip from uh, what's his name that the receiver, Terrell Owens. He had like three baby mamas, and they were all literally standing there with their hands out. And Terrell was just all broken, like, "Look, I ain't got no more money." <laughs> He's like, "Y'all took it all," you know. And you gotta. I mean, I I wouldn't. I mean, it's easy for me to talk about it because I'm not in that position. I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not a millionaire. I don't have to worry about ladies beating down my door to get with me because I have money. So I'm not, I, I was never in Ray Cruz's position, but he probably just let that stereotype ring in his head. Like now this woman's about to have my baby. She's going to be using me as a personal ATM for the next 18 years. I don't know if that was even true. That part of it, you know, I'm just saying that's what he thought, which is probably why he had her killed. You know, which is horribly extreme, you know, which is which in itself is an understatement. You try to murder a pregnant woman, that's well beyond extreme. Let's, let's zoom out. Let's zoom out, though. You know all the information and all the scientific evidence they're collecting regarding TBIs and football, it may be related to that. What happened to that one guy, that, that Hernandez guy who killed those homies and then, you know, he shot himself in jail and shit when he had a gay relationship with another guy in jail. I mean, just like that. I mean, TBIs, we need to do more research on TBIs because the impact that they have on the human brain and decision-making is crazy. And, 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 I, and I don't know if it's the same, the same thing that these guys had, like, um, like Aaron Hernandez and even Junior Seau who killed himself. He was like a Pro Bowl uh, Hall of Fame player, and he killed himself, and, he, and no one saw it coming. But, you know, he played for years, and, you know, he had a lot of uh, head injuries. When Chris Benoit killed his family and killed himself, Right? right? His father allowed his brain to be studied, and he had a whole bunch of dead spots in his brain. And that was from him doing that. His, his finish move was that, that diving headbutt that he would always do. And um, the problem with that is, and, and I agree with you a thousand percent that he needed to do more research on that, because they were saying that, unfortunately, those spots only showed up like that after Chris Benoit died. They wouldn't have been able to find that out while he was still alive. So, yeah, oh, yeah. They, they still need to do a hell of a lot more research on that. And, and, and the NFL was bearing a lot of that research because 
people were starting to retire early because they were like, well, I don't want to end up uh, a vegetable. I don't want to end up killing myself, you know, or being an invalid after, after my career is over. So it's, they, they buried it. What was that, what was that movie that Will Smith was in? Was it called Concussion? No. Maybe it was called Concussion. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I don't know, but I don't know. His, 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 his speech and the way he talked in that was a hot mess. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's brutal stuff. So you know what? I, I'm not. It was brutal acting. It was brutal acting. That's why I couldn't watch it. <laughs> you are stupid. The brain. You don't understand the brain. You're very disinformation. I like. I can't listen to this shit. God damn. Like you can't just use a real African. You know what I'm saying? Gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> because they had Will Smith, I guess. <laughs> At least, uh, what's his name? The dude who played uh, the child. At least he didn't butcher his African accent. No, no, he did a good job. I think he, he took voice lessons. He he kept it simple. That's why he didn't go overboard. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Because I noticed, like, even though they were supposed to be in Wakanda, all of them had different dialects. They didn't all speak the same. I noticed that. Right. So I'm like, some of y'all sound like y'all could be from different parts of Africa, but whatever. I guess that was, <laughs> that was, like, that was the idea, though, because. You're you're not really supposed to know where Wakanda is, so if you have people with different dialects, anybody trying to figure out how to get to it can't mm-hmm. can't do so. So I guess that's a good way to play it off. Yeah, sure. That's all I got. Uh, Ray Ruth, fade away. I'm all good. I'm all good over here. Oh my gosh, you are so non-Christian. I don't understand it. <laughs> Well, and, and I guess it's a little bit different if you're a high-profile person. I mean, if you're somebody who sold drugs, right, and you do your six, seven, eight years and you get out, you should be able to just, so long as you're willing to become a productive member of society, you just be yeah, able to just go on with your life. But, I mean, if you're somebody who's a celebrity, it's probably tougher because now all the cameras are on you waiting for you to screw up <laughs> so that they can report on it. You know, it puts a lot, a lot more pressure because now I heard Ray Cruz wants to get custody of his son, and I was like, "Why? You tried wow. to have, you tried to have, yeah, you, I mean, you tried to have him murdered." I don't know how true that is, but I do know that first of all, if he wants to be forgiven, he also has to admit what the fuck he did because the truth of the matter is, he's still trying to say that he ain't had shit to do with it. Remember, like, let's not forget that. And then also, um. I'm I'm all with, like, when I say fade into obscurity, I just mean, like, don't be on my timeline. Like, don't be out here trying to, like, be on Real Housewives of Atlanta or whatever the fuck. Like, don't, like, fade away. Like, just get a regular, regular life. Like, and redeem yourself through good works. You want to volunteer and shit like that. Cool. But, like, don't. Don't be trying to, like, get on some type of reality show or get back in the football and feel like you were wrong in some way. I think that's... In regards to custody, he might just want, like, joint custody so he can spend time and visit with his... I don't even know how custody legal. works because the boy is over 18. I have no idea how that works. Yeah, um, but he's not his own legal guardian, so it's different. So he would get some kind of guardianship. Because he can't okay. care for himself. He's basically incompetent. Uh... Yeah, yeah, no, I get that, but I don't know how I feel about that as the grandmother who's been taking care of him for the past 19 years. 
Oh, yeah, I understand. I understand. I don't know what this guy who's been in jail for 20 years, what kind of skill base he would have to be able to take care of a son with such complicated medical issues. That's your decision-making cause. But you know what? I've been in a situation like this. Disclaimer, this is not a true story. I was, like, talking with some of the homies one day, and I was like, man, fuck this bitch, man. If somebody would just offer dog, I'll give him $20,000, man. Shit, this bitch is getting on my fucking nerves. And the next thing you know, this bitch ended up dead on the highway of 54 and 70. And I was like, shit, I owe somebody $20,000. What's that worth? So it's not like I actually put the head on it. I was just talking shit with the homies and oops. <laughs> that can happen. That can happen, right? Right, right. There was a movie like that. It was like Strangers on a Train where they were got in the conversation about killing each other's wives and one person actually did it and he was like, well, I killed your wife. Now you got to kill my wife. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We were just having a conversation. I didn't really want you to kill my wife. Oh, shit, so. I got to watch that. I hope it's on Netflix. I don't think so. I, I, but I, well, you're going to use the hack to find it now. Yeah. See, I, I may just read it for you and just rip it. But I, I haven't seen it in, in years, but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. like a good movie. All right, next topic. <laughs> um, before I get into the dark stuff, I wanted to talk about some a little bit more light. Yeah, he wasn't talking about this was a dark. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Before I continue with the dark stuff. <laughs> Uh, and it, uh, it was funny because before the show, I was like, you know, I have a legion of bookmarked articles. Every time I see an article, I bookmark it because it's something I usually talk about in the show. And the one thing was it uh, day before yesterday, there was an article about uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees for 2019. Well, the nominees, not the inductees, but just the people who were being nominated. And I saw some names in there that really jumped out at me. And the first thing that jumped out at me was LL Cool J. And it's always cool when rappers get into the, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So now I'm at that age where the rappers I listened to as a kid are starting to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I think Tupac was inducted last year. Uh, LL Cool J is nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for 2019. And I think he was... I think hold, he on, was hold on, hold on, Tupac got in before LL Cool J when LL Cool J came out in 84? Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's weird how that happens. Yeah. And it's basically... That has, to be the snub of, that has to be the snub of the year. Gee whiz. Yeah. But LL Cool J finally got uh, nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So some other names that jumped out at me. And I was telling uh, Odie before the show that Def Leppard is being nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I hate hair metal. Can't stand it. But... Def Leppard had a philosophy, and their philosophy was, why can't every song on the album be a hit single? So they didn't believe in filler. So they, they were like, their stuff was like heavily produced, you know. So they didn't put out as many albums as some of these other bands because they were going more for the quality rather than the quantity. So, but they were game changers in the hair metal thing. Uh, Devo. Uh, the guys who sang that song, uh, Whip It, they're being nominated. Um, Janet Jackson is being nominated. Where she's been in this, damn, in this damn field for 40 years. What the hell? Yep, Janet Jackson is being nominated for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
keep in mind, keep one thing in mind. When they had that uh, the nipple gate at the Super Bowl, um, basically the head of that network, what network were they on? I forget. Was it uh, Les Moonves? Don't 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 get me lying. But he was basically out to destroy her career after that. He was pissed at her for that, not Justin Timberlake, oh. but her. So maybe that's part oh, of the did delay. You see that? Did you see that titty? I would be happy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was on my way to the bathroom when that happened because I'm like Super Bowl halftime show, whatever. And everybody was like, "Oh!" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I had to run so back after out. You went, and then after, so you did go to the bathroom and you spanked your monkey? No, no. It was not like I hadn't seen a titty before, <laughs> but I've never seen Jack Jackson's titty. You never seen Jack Jackson's titty. That was a first for me. <laughs> <laughs> you got a nice, she did have a nice ass titty. I don't know what she what a titty looked like after her baby, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still in great shape. I mean, she's almost she's what she's fifty now, right? Or close to it? Yeah, I think yeah. she's fifty. Yeah, because Michael's what fifty five, fifty four. Uh, yeah. So, but no, she's still- no, he's close to sixty, so she's ten years older than her. Yeah, I don't know. She's something. She's looking good though. She's always, she's always kept in great shape, and she's always fretted about her weight, but she's always been in great shape, you know. I mean, every artist goes through that thing where they have their, their string of hit albums, and then it kind of goes down, and they'll just go gold or maybe straight platinum and just keep going on that string, and that's where Janet was. But, I mean, her impact on R&B was uh, I remember profound. when I was her, her and um, what's her name? Mariah Carey was going back and forth. Like, they were swap producers, like, Jermaine Dupree would do a Mariah album, and then the next round he'd do a Janet album. While Mariah chose a different team, and it's like Mariah always did well with Jermaine Dupree production, mm-hmm. while Janet didn't do as well with Jermaine Dupree production. Yeah, I mean she should have stuck with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah, no doubt. Those are like the hit makers for her, because her first yeah. album, her brother produced. Depends on it. Depends on like what following you're talking about, because. We all know the gays love Janet, so <laughs> they love like that, you know, that house sound or whatever, and real like dance pop. Right. I mean, I I, I didn't the, know the gays. The gays just don't love Janet. I love Janet. I ain't know what near gays. So whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. I was I was saying that in reference to the comment of Mercy and like she should have stuck with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I'm just saying she's oh, not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's how I wouldn't transition to this time period. This time period needs something, a different sound, you know. A Jermaine probably could do it. I don't think Jimmy Jamadim could do it. Right. Yeah, I will say this stuff is a little dated. Yeah. And then um, Kraftwerk, I don't know if you guys know who Kraftwerk is, but they were like the godfathers of techno music back in the 70s. And I remember yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Africa Mombada used to play their stuff. And one of the songs they used to play was uh, Trans Europe Express. And I used to love when I saw this come on the radio. When we were little kids mm-hmm. and living in Brooklyn, we lived in the brownstone. I lived on the bottom. Uh, our family lived on the bottom. And uh, the people lived up top. They had a son. His name was Colin. No, actually, why I remember his name after all these years. But he never seemed to work because he was like a grown man. He was always home. We were home. We were little kids. But he old, but he was really, really cool dude. He used to let us come and hang out with him. He used to play records all the time. Oh, One of those records that he used to play was Trans Europe Express. You know? And that was, that was one of the records that he had. And I remember years later, I had to special, I have that album finally on CD. I had to special order it 
Because for a while it was out of print. I had to get it as an import. You know the crazy thing, though? It's like when we were young, we would like house music and like techno, and it wasn't mm-hmm. no thing. And it's only as we got older, it's like we had to go into these little boxes of R&B, pop, and, and um, rap. Have you ever noticed that transition? Mm-hmm. I used to love house you know, music. I'm like, you know, I used to live in Chicago, so Chicago house was everything. But when I moved to the South, house was like zero. I was like, what the fuck is house? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck is that white people's music? Which it wasn't white people's music because we invented house, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, oh, you had to go into this box of R&B and rap, Z93 and 95.5 and shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think it's kind of sad that, you know, we put kids in boxes, that we put ourselves in boxes regarding our listening taste. I don't think it's until we, until we get back into adulthood where we realize it's like music is music. I listen to country. I listen to pop. I listen to soul. I listen to jazz. I listen to whatever sounds good. Yeah, I, they got this you know, new mashup where they put, like, rap with, like, country-sounding people. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, what the fuck? But then I got kind of used to it, and now it's just like, yeah, that shit sounds kind of good. Because you'd be surprised on how many black people actually listen to country music. And I always thought that was like, ew, what the fuck? That's the that, that's the most nigga hating music ever. But, you know, they have a niche. They have a niche of their own, you know what I'm saying? My parents love country music. My mom, she loved uh, George Jones. You know, I, that was like her, her secret boyfriend. And, you know, oh, yeah. you talk about, like, George Jones, Conway Twitty, Merle Haggard, Charlie Pride, you know, all that stuff. See, it needs to have, I mean, the Storm. No, I don't know about Merle Haggard. Now, he had some nigga, Merle Haggard has some nigga music now. I don't do that. You know, I don't fuck with my, no Merle Haggard. Hang them on the street <laughs> and watch them swing. Yeah, fuck that nigga. My mom didn't care. She loved that. She loved that stuff. And it's funny oh, okay. because my dad used to, used to do uh, parties at, at the house. And, you know, all night, it's all, because he's from, he's from the West Indies, so it's all soca music, all night, you know, and then, yeah, no doubt, down. no doubt. Run it down, they start playing country music, and everybody starts slow dancing, and I'm just like, and, and we're just standing there like. Everybody and start leaving in droves. It was time to get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Oh, he, Merle Haggard. But they love it, though. <laughs> they probably like, run, Merle Haggard's coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> run. <laughs> uh, no, but um, oh um, Radiohead is being uh nominated. Uh, Man, they've been in the game for thirty, forty years. What the fuck is going on, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, they they had a thing with Miley Cyrus and Kanye West and Radiohead, where they wanted to what where Miley Cyrus and Kanye West wanted to meet Radiohead after a show, and Radiohead said no. So Kanye West was just like, whatever, I don't give a shit, and then just kind of left it at that, but. Miley Cyrus got mad and was like, you know, she was really put off by, like, you know what, I'm going to destroy Radiohead. And I was like, sit your little ass down, girl. <laughs> Let's put it like this. Radiohead's first single came out the year that Miley Cyrus was born. That's not me making that up. So how are you going to destroy something that's, what, like, oh, oh, you know, and I was like, all right, go for it. I want to see this. <laughs> There's basically just Molly Cyrus talking about the side of her ass because Billy Ray had no control over her. But um, I had a couple of Radiohead albums. I, I did like Radiohead a lot. Rage Against the Machine is being uh, nominated. Absolutely okay. awesome. Damn, I used to listen to them shits all the time. They was a good group. It's really hard. It's really sad that they just getting that. 
It's like they they're like ten years. They should have got that ten years ago, in my opinion. So maybe they should do. I think it's going to be 25 years after your first record comes out. So the fact yeah, that Radiohead okay. and, and Rage... Been, it's definitely been 25 years. Yeah, and, and the fact that Radiohead and Rage are getting in is making me feel really old. But, um, mm-hmm. and then um, the last one on my list is, well, of the ones that I care about, is uh, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan are being uh, oh, nominated. They've been out 40 years. What the fuck? Yeah, they've been around for a while, and and it was funny because when I was doing my, I was doing this thing with with my, uh, I didn't realize how deep their catalog was. Talk about Rufus, I was just like, and, and Shaka don't even realize how deep it is. She don't know. She said, "I don't remember a good ten years of that. I was high." <laughs> no, no disrespect to Shaka, you are still the queen. But um, I when I was when I was a kid, her words, her words. <laughs> When I was a kid, I thought Rufus was an actual person. I didn't realize Rufus was the name of the band. I thought there was actually a person named Rufus. And then yeah, they were like a duo, like Rufus <laughs> and Shaka Gun. That's what I used to call them. Right. I didn't, is Rufus featuring Shaka Gun? It was kind of like Change featuring Luther Vandross or, you know, there go. stuff like that. Or the Blue Notes featuring um, Eddie Pendergrass. Oh, Harold Melvin, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Okay. He right. said the Blue Notes, it threw me off. I was like, huh? I was joking with, 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 with my nephew. I know this is kind of popping in my head when we talk about bands like that. Gladys Knight and the Pips, you know, because we were talking about the Aretha Franklin thing, and we were talking about Gladys Knight. And I was like, yeah, I'll tell you what, those Pips, those Pips will fuck your ass up if you get too close to, to, to Gladys Knight. They were really beating people up, man, because you see them on stage, yeah. doo and little suits and little coordinated spin moves. Nah, man, them dudes will beat your ass if you get too close to... <laughs> <laughs> get you close to Gladys. That's a bill ticket, man. That's Ain't right. That's right. You better not go solo, bitch. I'll beat your ass, too. <laughs> so, but other people who were nominated. Because they, they left off an of M in, that, in their name. They were actually pimps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such an unfortunate name when you think about it. <laughs> Especially some of the office they used to wear. But um, other people who were being nominated, oh, who, who, uh, who I didn't mention, uh, you know, was um, Todd Rundgren. I forgot what, what band he was in. He was in some other band. Uh, the Zombies, The Cure, who, who I always hated. I never liked The Cure. And it's probably because when I was in high school, all the emo kids liked The Cure. And I got in trouble. I got in trouble in English class because there was a, a girl. I'm not going to say her name because I, I tend to do that sometimes, and I shouldn't do that. But she gave a report because we had a, we had we, we had a speech writing class and we saw the right speeches mm-hmm. right and she wrote a speech about how the cure sold out and her whole her, her only rationale for them selling us because people started to like them because that was like their thing and everybody liked the cure for some reason and everybody was like you know and she was like oh it's like the cure sold out and afterwards and I got I got detention for this because I told her. Um, I don't think the cure sold out because they've been making the same crappy music for years. It's still crap. <laughs> so nothing's changed. It's just that more people like them now. And my teacher just he just shook his head, detention. And I was just like, Yes, sir. And in my mind I was like, It's worth it. Just with a look on her face. She wasn't a mean girl, but I, I just thought I I just hated the cure. I had nothing to do with her. I just hated the cure. 
but they were a uh, groundbreaking band, and they are going. Uh, they're going to be. Article, she killed herself three months later. Oh. <laughs> Would you stop? No, she's still alive. Would you stop? Uh, Stevie Nicks from uh, Fleetwood Mac is being nominated. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Roxy Music is being ro- being nominated. Uh, the MC5. They only had one song I remember from like the '60s called uh, "Kick Out the Jams." Is is, 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 is already in. Oh, it's too much, it's too much okay, echo. What's going on? Somebody got a speaker phone. Oh, I can't hear. Now, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac is already in, but um, but so this is for Stevie Nicks's uh, solo stuff. Oh, when she went solo, gotcha. she was a good solo artist. She did good. She did good. Uh, John Prine, I have no clue who that is, and uh, I probably should have looked them up. <laughs> And that's pretty much it. But they have a lot of good people going in this time around. I'm surprised it took Kraftwerk that long to get in there. Same with uh, with, with Rufus. L. Cool J, yeah. Yeah. With L. Cool J, I don't know. I mean, I understand why he was like, hey, how did Tupac get in before L.L.? Hell yeah. Because L.L. blew up. I mean, you know, I, I was listening to some of his stuff the other day, and it's still... You know, I mean, I'm not going to rock the bells radio, so I hear it every day. Gee whiz, he's a self-promoter. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what rap is all about, though. He's supposed to be self-promoting. You're not supposed to be out there just like... I mean, bro, bro, it's your radio station. You do the old school stuff, so that spans from, like, 68 to, like, I don't know, let's say 2002. There's other artists you could play besides you, nigga. Oh, oh, oh. And it's then... And then Roxanne Shante, she on there. She always saying today, L.L. Cool J's Rock the Bell Radio. No, we're not going to call it L.L. Cool J's Rock the Bell Radio. We're just going to call it Rock the Bell Radio. <laughs> we don't say Eminem's 45 Shade Radio. We don't say that. But okay. I, uh, I, I remember a real quick story about Roxanne Shante. I, I say it like, like I knew her. But Karis won. And one thing I give Karis won is that even when he gets caught out there, he doesn't mind talking about it. But after... Uh, the Bridges Over came out, and he had that line about Roxanne Shantae. He didn't know she was only 15, or she would never put that line in there. He didn't know how old she was. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me the line. Tell me the line. I don't recall it. Oh, well, because he said um, Roxanne Shantae is only good for steady fucking. He didn't know she was I mean, not 15. Yeah, he didn't know she was only 15. She was actually 13 when that came out. He did not know well, I that. Roxanne, I thought Roxanne was from the bridge. Oh, he's not from the bridge. That's why he said that. Oh, okay. That's why he said that. I got it. Yeah, but he said, he said that he was coming, uh, he was walking out of a bank, and Roxanne Shantae was walking in. Roxanne Shantae was like, Karis One, why you diss me? I never say nothing about you. And Karis One said, and he said, you know what I said? I said, abba, 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 abba. <laughs> he didn't know what <laughs> <laughs> But he didn't know she was that young, or she would never have dissed her like that. Right, right, right. But rap is about research, dumbass. <laughs> that was like, it's not, it's not he, he could just pull up on the internet. That was like, what? Yeah, you're right, you're right. And that was a quick response because that was more freestyle than anything. He said that when he did that record, um, they were in the studio. I think they had like, um, they, had, they were able to save up for like three hours of studio time. They did it in two. And Scott LaRock was still mad because they took too long. Because <laughs> that studio time is expensive. Man. But um, 
I, I will say two hours for that two hours for that one song. Yeah. Hmm. They had enough for three hours. They, they did it in two, if I have that right. And then Scott LaRock was still mad because he took too long. But they were talking That's about, yeah. But it. it That's a hit though. Oh yeah. I wonder what Karis One is gonna get nominated. That motherfucker. He been out here for a minute. And he had a lot of groundbreaking records, man. I mean, I was listening to some of his stuff the other day. Man, I still listen to his shit today. I'm yeah. still number one is my like my, my like when I'm when I'm down, which it happens a lot more often than lately. That's one of the songs I put on to get me pumped up. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and actually, um, Be Real from Cypress Hill did a halfway decent cover of it. On uh, they had a, a compilation called uh, and then there was rap, and Be Real did a, a cover of it. Came out pretty good. Okay. He, he, they kept it traditional, you know. But I mean, oh, yeah. my 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 favorite yeah. song is still my philosophy is still my favorite because I, I we talked my about that on the show a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. We talked about that on the show a couple weeks ago, but it was like his the the comeback song where everybody thought they were done, and then they came up with my philosophy and it was like, well, I'm going to be here for years and years. <laughs> I ain't yeah. going nowhere. Go. As simple as that video was, that's still one of my favorite videos. Yeah, because I mean, back then, Cass didn't have a million dollars to make a video, you know. Well, Cass lo- did. He didn't. <laughs> 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 we see some million dollar videos that, in that time frame. He just wasn't one of them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, but I, I, I want to talk about one. We got a few minutes left, and and I'm, I want to talk more about it on Monday. Because I, I could just tell, like, the Monday before Election Day is going to be a dark, dark episode. Oh, my goodness. You ain't ever lying. But um, the shooting in Kentucky, you know, I'm going to go into more details in the shooting on Monday. But the one thing that bothered me the most about the shooting is how the press is talking about it, mainly the conservative press. Because the regular press, like CNN and – Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Kentucky – is that the one? No, that's not that one. Did we have so many shooters as of late? Yeah. Give me a, a quick blurb about what that one's about. Oh, that was the one with the guy. Uh, he tried to get into a, a black church. He wanted to do a, a, a Dylan Roof, and he couldn't get oh, into the yeah. church. Okay. okay. So he ended up going to a, a nearby supermarket, and he shot two black people to death. One of them he just shot right in the back of his head, right in front of his 12-year-old grandson, and then he shot another uh, grandmother. And as he was walking out, there was somebody who had a gun. They had a um, he had a concealed carry permit, and I, I don't know. I think I want to say they shot at each other. Don't quote me on that. But he was saying, "Hey, brother, if you don't shoot me, I won't shoot you." He said, "Whites don't shoot other whites." That was what he said to the guy, you know. But the police apprehended him pretty quickly without incident. You know, he's being uh he's being charged with first degree murder, but. The conservative. Whoa, 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 go back one. Go back one. Go back one. Go back one. So yeah. when that exchange happened, the white guy said, "Yeah, you're right. Sure." Yeah, and that's the part that wasn't clear to me because I don't know why he didn't just shoot him. You know, he just he just killed two people. And the worst part was he shot the the grandfather. He shot in the supermarket. The grandmother that he shot, she was out of the store, and then he shot her. So that's why this whole thing about a good guy with a gun is horseshit. Because if I saw that. And I had a gun, that guy would be dead. I would have shot. 
I would have emptied a clip in yeah, it. I'm, I'm, I'm not about killing. I'm all about shooting, ex, you know, the appendages, their arms, their legs, their knees, you know what I'm saying? I want them to go to trial. I want them to feel this pain in jail, you know what I'm saying? It's easy for me to say that sitting here, but watching no, no, I can't kill nobody. I, I, I've killed people before. I, I can't do it again. I can't do it again. I, I look at it as I've never killed anybody. And, and even if something happened to someone I loved, like, could I just go out and just stalk that person and kill him and bury him? No, I couldn't oh do that. But if, but if I had, if I had a gun and I saw that happen, I would have probably killed that guy. So but whites don't kill other whites, Merck. I'm not white. You are a white guy. <laughs> you like that girl with the buck teeth on the Dr. Phil show. I'm white. Did you darker than me and I'm black as shit. <laughs> That girl was black as that girl was black as Jesus. I saw that video. I'm like, I'm not white. Well, shit, bitch, get your teeth fixed. Then I might start believing you a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I would be mean to that that poor girl, but Dr. Phil knows what he's doing when he puts these people on TV. He knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah, Dr. Phil, I don't know what the – you know what? Fuck Dr. Phil. What the fuck is Oprah thinking? Please get him off the air. You don't need to be on the air like that. (laughs) Oprah? Fuck. Oh. all goody goody. Now, Oprah about, I ain't mad at Oprah, but damn, a billion dollars is a billion dollars. How much money do you really need? You know what I'm saying? Somebody had a meme the other day that made me laugh, and then they were like, um, I guess it was like a clip from an article, like Oprah Winfrey talks about how she stays stress-free at 64, and then somebody had to answer to it, and they were like, step one, have a billion dollars. Exactly. Ain't no lie. You give me, if I have a billion dollars, yeah, I wouldn't even know this world. I'd be like on my own. It'd be like your own universe. Because you control every aspect of your world if you're a billionaire, you know what I'm saying? have his own planet. <laughs> you ain't got to go to no damn Walmart. You ain't got to go to no Target. Shit. You could probably have department stores in your damn mansion. You know what I'm saying? That's why I get mad when people talk about, well, if we trickle down the money to the rich, then... You know, it'll spread around. No, it won't, because they have their money overseas. You think, you think the Waltons shop at Walmart? No, they don't even shop at their own store. What, rub elbow with the dirty masses that give them Speaking the millionaires, hey, Odie, what we went last yesterday? Did we win anything? I haven't checked the numbers yet, but the the jackpot went up, so I doubt it. Oh. You talk about for uh, for Mega Millions? Yeah, for Mega Millions, so. If you want to get in on Powerball, I don't wasted like fifteen dollars this last couple of weeks. Nigga, that, that's a I could have been at Applebee's right now. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> I probably could have been at Applebee's for that. Well, no, probably not. Mm-hmm. Not with delivery fees, but um, no, you get you go on one of those apps that give you the first thirty days for free, like Grubhub or one of them joints. Yeah, but um, but they might want you to tip. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> but they had uh, what, what's the lottery at now like 750 million and I joked about it I'm like well I guess it's worth my time it's, it's no 1.6 billion but I guess it's worth my time to play that drone's you know, like, you know what I'm saying that, that could make a break you per se you know what I'm saying I it mean, hurts my feelings that I don't win at least $20 <laughs> we did win 16 the other day but still though yeah, that was money you put in that though. was a collective though <laughs> So basically, right. your two dollars became sixteen split among seventeen people. I know, so that's like a eighty <laughs> cent. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> got, got a dollar and ten cents. 
<laughs> nah, but um, it's I fun. Think I'm gonna start. And now, and now, but see that my brain is so damn dis- destroyed. Now I'm like, oh, let me get a scratch off. Uh, let me do this and let me do that. Oh, let me find a, let me find a gambling spot in Durham. And I was like, oh no, I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> I, I will say this: I I just play cash five. So cash five is a dollar a day. So it's fourteen dollars every payday, right? And I was good with that. But then I I, I just happened to read the description on um, Lucky for Life. So Lucky for Life, it's like the five numbers and then the Lucky Ball, which is their version of the Powerball. If you win, if you get five numbers, they give you twenty five thousand dollars a year for life. I'm like, that's a decent supplement, right? It's it's worth twenty five thousand dollars a year. Uh... Yeah, but then if you win the jackpot, which is the the five numbers plus the Lucky Ball, they give you a thousand dollars a day for life. So figure it like this. If they give you $1,000 a day, let's just say for argument's sake they, they chop 30% off of that, right? That's $700 a day for life. So that's and – that's, and that's per day, not five days a week. 210000 Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. I can retire off of that. I can't retire off of an extra $25,000. Yeah, I still got to take my ass to work. It's, it's a good supplement, pay off some bills. Oh, but when you're you know? a senior citizen and you're straight, no, that's, that's, hey, that's better than your SSI would be. Yes, absolutely. But um, $1,000 a day for life, even after taxes, I could easily retire off of that. I don't got to work ever again. So to me, it's, it's worth the $4 a week to try and see if I can't win that. Because it's two drawings a week, $2 each draw. How much did you win so far, Bert? I'm Actually, I win more... I just call it pocket right. change. I've, I've been winning more pocket change off Lucky for Life than I have off of the Cash Five. To tell you the honest truth. And how much have you spent overall, Mark? I don't know. Right. <laughs> I, I, I try not to keep count. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do it online, so basically it just sits in the account. So, I mean, this week I've won like uh, nine bucks so far, and then I just figured, you know, I just. Put the extra I think money I'm gonna in. I'm going to do my own lottery. I think I'm going to make a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how many times I've contemplated doing a GoFundMe to help out with, with my student loans? I don't think you. No, you got to make a sad story that ain't got no truth to it. A lady <laughs> just had her house um, burned to the ground, and her and her three children are staying at a Super 8 motel where she has to prostitute herself. Please help her to pay her down payment for her new house so she can get back on her feet. <laughs> I wouldn't, and here's the thing, I wouldn't even do a GoFundMe for, uh, basically, I wouldn't even do it for the whole thing, because I figured I took the loans out, I need to pay them back, but I just can't get past that interest, so if I just make a GoFundMe for like ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 worth of it, I'd be okay, and I could, then I could just pay off the rest, but that interest is, I mean, put it like this, I would do a GoFundMe for the loans I took out through, the, through, uh, through Wachovia. Because those are the ones that are killing me. Those are at almost 7%. The ones from the government are fine. Those are at like 3 3.5%. So that's not the issue. It's the Wachovia loans that are murdering me. So I would probably do a GoFundMe just for the Wachovia loans. Yo, check it. What if, what if, what if um, Trump, like, he just X'd out all that shit and said no more student loans? Yo, would you be fucking with him then, though? No. He's still a racist, but I would give him credit for that. So I would still say... We're all, all racist. Let's be real. No. No, no, really. No, 
Put it like <laughs> when, I, when I talk about somebody being a racist, I don't mean somebody. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, let me tell you. Let me give you an example. You tell me you're not racist. Okay. You're 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 riding you're riding with a homie and y'all going to New York and you go a different way because of construction and y'all stop through West Virginia and you see three hooded white men come to your car. What's your reaction? Your reaction is based on racism, isn't it? <laughs> no, my reaction is based on survival. <laughs> Those three hooded white men are probably going to kill me. Okay, and that's fine. It just like it's it, it, it on the other foot. White people may see their reaction to us based on the same thing, their survival, their survival of their white privilege. I lock the door regardless of whatever neighborhood I'm in. I don't trust nobody. <laughs> and I, too. And I used to, I ain't going to lie, when I was younger, I used to be definitely afraid of projects. Now, you know, I ain't got no choice but to work with them because of the work I do. But when I, was, I used to be scared of black people. And I'm mm-hmm. But that has a lot to do with the narrative, though. Like, shit, that you, when you see more diversity, you you know better. I don't know if you were scared of I've black never been afraid. I've never been afraid of walking in the suburbs. And I used to, you know, rob and steal in the suburbs. That's the only place where you can get the good shit out of people's cars and houses, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, they, you know, they might have been afraid of me. I've never been afraid, you know, oh, yeah. So I've been good. I've been good in other countries. There's something about being in Sigourney Green Projects or um, Ackerby Projects or Union High Projects. You get off on a school bus to go to a peer's house to work on, you know, I used to be the gifted in the town, the program. I used to be definitely afraid to walk those streets. Oh, shit. There's going to be a pit bull, that, a loose pit bull that's going to get me. Some nigga that's going to rob me for the fucking $2 I got to get back home. I mean, it was crazy bananas. So we are all, I'm not saying y'all, though. I'm just saying in general. Everybody's racist to some degree, in my opinion, even against their own. I wouldn't call that being, and, and I know I'm just, I'm basically, I'm, I'm splitting hairs here, okay? But I wouldn't call it being racist against black people. It's just more, put it like this. When I used to work retail, we weren't taught to look at a certain person and think that they were a thief. We were looking at yeah, Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hear me out. Because that's how you get caught. Because you're looking at the skate punks and then the, the, the kids with the, with the saggy pants. And meanwhile, the, the dude in the Armani suit is filling his briefcase with your, with your merchandise. Wow. You know, you, 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 you were taught to look at their behaviors. So I don't think it was about – because I'll put it like this. That neighborhood, it doesn't matter who lived in that neighborhood. If people acted the way that they, that they acted – you would probably be scared of them no matter what. That's that's just my thought on it though, because if they just happen to be black, but if they were white and acting like that, you'd probably still be scared of them. I I know oh, I would. Dude, that, if they was white and acting like that, they don't want no problems with these hands. You know these hands are nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's just the behavior. But see, in my mind, and that's the crazy thing is, in my mind, I feel like yeah, there's probably a black person that could beat me in fighting. But I, I can't think of a white person that could be in a fight. It's like I have no fear of white. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't know. For me, for me, that's the type of attitude that got me beat up. Thinking that nobody can beat me. <laughs> <laughs> the only exception is if they have a, if they come into my car because they're already on edge, I'd be like, you know what? I got a, a, a dash cam in my car, and I'm putting my hands 
I'm so exaggerated of where I'm putting my hands. There's no way you think I'm going to pull out a gun and shoot your ass. You better not do no dumb shit, you fuckhead. I'm going to invest in a Wi-Fi model that actually uploads to, like, um an account. That way, you know, they can't steal the SD card and be like, I had no footage, fucker. Because <laughs> these cops, man, they're scandalous, man. They're scandalous as fuck, man. I don't know if you heard me today, but we had a couple cases in which cops are doing bad things here in Durham, you did. Hmm. I got to read up on that. Yeah. They're not nice. The shootings and... You know, they, it's like the news, they're, they'll touch it for two seconds, and then they move on to something else. Oh, we're about to talk about shootings in other people's states, not ours. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the thing, like, with this, um, I guess the whole thing with the bombs kind of pushed that the shooting in Kentucky off to the side. But people, they just, they're just not really talking about it enough. And I think that's just because it's an, it's an overt hate crime. I mean, you specifically targeted black people. Lord knows what would happen if they got into that church. How many people he would have he would have killed? Okay, that's fine, that's fine. But yo, we don't give a lot of news footage to Chicago's plight either. No, we can't. Well, I hear. I will say one thing. Every time I hear no, a story, you about to laugh. <laughs> every every time I hear a story, and I think. Well, why isn't the mainstream media talking about this? And I look it up. You know who always has a story on it? New York Times. I'm like, I, if I can clear some of my debt, I'd subscribe to the Times because they've been impressing me lately. Hold because on, every on, t- is New York Times a legit one or is the New York Post a legit one? one of oh, no, no, the, the Times is the legit one. The Post is the tabloid. Okay. Yeah, the Post is the, the, the goofy-ass publication. The Times is on point. Because I think the last few times where I thought... I used to have a subscription to the Times. It was like one ninety nine through my Apple app, but then they jacked the price up to like nine ninety nine. I'm like, I just can't. I yeah, wasn't you probably had it in the You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wasn't reading enough for that. And, and that's kind of my thing. Like, if I read it, if I knew I was going to read it every single day, then I wouldn't mind paying the 10 bucks for it. Like, I, I, I paid my 10 bucks for Spotify because I use it every day. You know, so it, it's I don't worth even it. use that like that, and I pay ten dollars. Well, I don't pay ten dollars. I pay I think seven ninety nine because I got a, a student rate, and I get oh, that man. and Hulu for seven ninety nine. Shit, for seven ninety nine, I don't watch or listen to either one of those joints like that. But for eight dollars for both of them, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll definitely and talk. Some, and some people are getting benefits from it. Wink, wink. So you know, as long as you know, <laughs> so you know, it's a good, de- it's a good rate when you can get a deal. The same thing with my um, my iTunes Apple account music. I don't listen to Apple music like that because I'm all about Google Play. Um, but for four ninety nine plus tax five thirty six, way why not? There might be something on there that's exclusive to Apple that now I have access to because I'm paying a student rate. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. One day I'm going to be like, fuck all that shit and just focus on one thing. But the way this shit spread out in entertainment, it's hard to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I know we spoke about the whole thing with everybody wanting their own streaming service. But, you know, I could, I could do Netflix and Hulu, you know. I can't do Netflix and Hulu and Disney and HBO and Showtime and all that other horseshit. Like, I, I, you know, it was better when it was just spread out to two or three channels and they fought with their exclusives because you could afford them all. You know, I can't afford 19 different videos because if I do that, I mean, it's like, I'm not even pimping on Hulu, like, not Hulu, Netflix like that. 
I haven't watched the streaming thing in I don't know how long, and all my shows are out now. I still ain't watched Daredevil, the the newest season of Daredevil. I still haven't watched the new season of Luke Cage. I still haven't watched the new season of Jessica Jones. Me neither. I don't give a fuck about no damn Iron Fist. Fuck him, so I don't even care to watch that bullshit. Um, I I'm I'm still on season three of Orange is the New Black, and that used to be my shit. Big Mount got a a second season out. That's my shit. I love that stupid-ass cartoon. I ain't still watching that bitch yet. PD Paradise, which is a new cop show that's from the people that I think made The Simpsons. That shit looks fucking bananas. I watched the, the pilot. That shit was funny as hell. Ain't watched that shit since. It's like, oh. It's almost like you got these DVDs. These DVDs sitting here yeah. just collecting desks. I'm thinking maybe I don't even need to get the DVDs no more. That's fifteen ninety nine. I don't have to spend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I got Netflix DVD because it's Halloween. Like, I just sent back. I just got mm-hmm. what I get in the mail. What did I just send back today? Happy Death Day. And um, oh, Return that was to... so good. Oh, that shit was so good. And um, Return to Living Dead 2. I just, I just sent those back. I just ripped them and I just sent uh, them back. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're definitely a diehard. I can't watch that again. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, 1 and 2 were actually really good. Return to Living Dead 3, I don't, I don't know if I have to see that one again. That one sucked. But one and two are, are actually pretty good, especially one. So now yeah. I'm trying to get into the like the raid redemption. I ordered that DVD. I've seen it before, but I want to see it again. That's like that um, Indonesian kung fu stuff. That's yeah, like that like it's real real. That dude I'm watching, is like, all, awesome. I'm watching. I'm watching all those. I, I collected a lot of those are streaming, but that particular one is on DVD. It's like, for some reason I just need that in my life just to see that. Oh, 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 oh. You just have my stomach be like, oh, ow! Did you ever watch those, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Tony Ja, those movies? Like the the Protector and stuff like that? They're a little bit older. Is that on Netflix? Uh, I think On Back is either on Netflix or on Hulu. Oh, I know On Back. I got, yeah, that's in my, I got that queued. So On Back I got queued. Three, I think, not one or two. I don't know if those are queued. But okay, is that some guy? Okay. Yeah, and then there's one called the the protector, and um, I will have to rip it for you, put it in the thing, you know. Okay. It, it, it it's insane, but I mean there was a, there was a time where a lot of Tony Jaa movies were basically like he grew up in the countryside learning uh, Muay Thai, and then somebody mm-hmm. came in and stole something, whether it was an elephant or an idol, and then he said, "Go to the corn." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you said, "Go to the city and and kick everybody's ass and get it back." Like that's kind of like how his movies were in the beginning. So I don't know about now. I haven't okay, seen any. Okay. He was also in um uh the latest Triple X movie. Him, him, and Donnie Yen were in it. Oh, okay, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it's put it like Ice Cube in that one. Ice Cube, well, Ice Cube guest starred in it. Okay, and I didn't want to, and I know, I know that was kind of the original. Because he's the second Triple X, right? Yeah. I didn't want to give that part away because that was kind of like, you know, the oh, oh shit moment where he, where he came in there and helped out. But mm-hmm. but but he is in it. He guest stars in it. Okay. Yeah. I watch anything uh, that Ice Cube's in. He's put my put it like this. If you watch the, the new Triple X one, if you watch it for a story, don't. It's The story's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, that's the same thing with Raid Redemption. They say no plot. It's basically a video game. He's just going up these stairs, kicking ass. You know, I, I don't have a problem with that kind of movie sometimes. Yeah. It's like no love story, no subplot about him trying to do such and such or this, this, and that. Just him walking in, 
kicking ass. Boom. Hey, the, the day I was reading an article, I, I'll forward it to you. It's a great article that was talking about that that type of movie and like how American movies had to step up in their action scenes because of how the foreign market was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you watch something like uh, Batman Begins. Those fight scenes were garbage. Like I hated those fight scenes in Batman Begins. In Dark Knight, they stepped it up a lot. Because they, they mm-hmm. did, and even like uh, the first cut of Daredevil, they did what I call uh, flash fighting. You can always know where the stuntmen don't know how to, f- I mean, the actors don't know how to fight for real because it's just a lot of flash, like a lot of jump cuts and you don't even know what's going on. Like you watch something like mm-hmm. The Matrix, like you could have two little kids could watch The Matrix and then just recreate those fight scenes because they were done mm-hmm. by. Uh, Asian choreographers, and they're big on that sort of thing, you know? Right. But, but no, you're right. A lot of these American action movies, like, the action sucks, you know? And then you, the... the oh, no, they, 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 they tighten it up, though. I mean, let's say they were giving some examples of, like, when they was trying to mimic that style. I think one of them was um, Cold. Um, Captain America, that last one, you know, things yeah. like that. Now, the Russo brothers can make some good fight scenes. You know, like the the fight scene between Bucky and Captain America in um, Winter Soldier. That's one of my favorite fight scenes. Right. They did a, they did a great job with that, and it's hard doing. I mean, if you especially if you don't know how to fight, like in, in the Matrix, Larry Fishburne and um, Keanu Reeves, they had to train, and then when he did the second Matrix, they had to retrain. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it was so good because it was actually them doing it. You know. I, like, the only time you ever really saw a stunt person and you could tell was when um, in the Avengers movies, like the Scarlet Witch, because I know Scarlett Johansson ain't trying to do no stunt scenes. She ain't, she ain't doing no flips. Like, Tom Holland has, actually had to learn gymnastics to play Spider-Man, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he did most of his um, stunts. He did good. Um the guy who plays Venom, he he does a lot of his own shit too. I forgot his name. Tom Hardy. It doesn't yeah. surprise me. Especially did you watch the um, Venom? Did you watch not, the Venom? Not yet, because I'm still doing my horror marathon. In the last couple of days, I've been feeling well, so I haven't watched. Let me say you could consider you could consider that horror. The Venom, he's a he's a trip. <laughs> yes. I I know they couldn't mess around. It's gonna be on DVD by the time you get to it. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm probably the next Because I'm off the first few days of November Because of the uh, the election So I think I'm going to Me too, I'm going to do some stuff for the election too So I I think I'm going to extend my My horror marathon I got to find something to do Because I I plan on voting early Like my poll open When is the cutoff? When is the cutoff? Uh, 7pm I think No, 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 for early voting in every state, it's a bit different, but usually... Oh, here, here. I live in, I live in North Carolina. Oh, um, hold on. <laughs> it's definitely this week, but I don't know the exact date of when it's... Because I ain't, ain't going to lie. I ain't, I ain't get on it yet. I, I, only, I, I only to, voted early once, and that was just because I took my grandmother and uncle. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I think... Because um, I don't want to mess around and not vote early and then get so busy on Tuesday and don't vote. You know what I'm saying? November 3rd is, is your early voting. So, okay. I'm going to see if it's open today. If it's open today, I'm going to do it today. Yeah. So next well, week yes, is early voting. Open today. 
just to clarify, early voting is definitely open today because I saw people on my timeline who voted today. And you saying you you could go you go to your original one or you go to anyone when it's early voting? Anyone in the county, at least. Yeah, and, and, yeah and, I like that. I like yeah. that. Anyone that has early voting, you can go there. Okay, that's good news. Let's say it again that way the people know. Okay, um, in North Carolina, at least, uh, early voting ends on November third, and any uh, any place that has early voting, you can go you can go there and vote. So. All right. That's good stuff. Man, because this election, I was talking to one of Odie's homies yesterday. Nice, long conversation. I wish I recorded it. That would have been a good clip for politics. <laughs> it was that deep. But um, she was saying the Republicans are, like, outvoting us crazy. And I don't even want to yeah. say us because I don't even consider myself a Democrat. I'm independent. I vote Democrat mostly. Um, but still, I was trying to tell her, I said, well, what my team plans on doing is having a, a drive where we have all the Democrats basically register as Republicans, and we're going to skew the numbers for 2020. We're going to fuck that whole thing up. And she laughed. She said, oh, okay. And she actually liked that idea. She said it would mess up the phone bank thing, but it definitely will galvanize a movement. And I was like, yes, confirmation. <laughs> I mean, you, you got it right now where you have some states like Texas. Like there's been a lot of complaints because they have those voting machines. And people are saying, well, I voted straight ticket Democrat, and now the screen is saying I voted Republican. And their, and their voting machines don't give receipts, which is ridiculous. And, and you're not allowed to take pictures, remember? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's, it's the system is rigged, and I, I know it discourages us. also know, too, like, this is not anything new. Let's just be very clear. Mm-hmm. That, that if you recall the election, the actual presidential election in 2002, when Bush got voted, for, what was that, his second term, I think? Yeah, it was the second term. Um, or no, was it the first? I think it was the second one where he... 2000, anyway, there were uh, two, 2004, yeah. But yeah, 2004, you're right. Um, there were people contesting it then, all the people who said that their votes were changed then or that they were given wrong ballots. It's just that people assumed, like, oh, old people, they just got confused, and everybody dismissed it. Well, but now... Okay. Like it's happening to all types of people, and we can't even technically get receipts for it because you can't take a picture in the booth. Otherwise, you risk going to jail for that. Yeah, but going but, to jail—that's a crime. Yeah. That's that bullshit. It is. They're doing that so people don't have receipts of their votes because the voting machines. Well, guess don't. what? I I got video recording glasses. <laughs> I guess I be wearing those today. Google Glass, hell yeah. No, I mean, not Google Glass. I can't afford that. No, these are this other one. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely. I'll talk about this more on Monday. But you figure Republicans don't believe in democracy. They believe in fascism. Because if if I was a candidate and I wanted you to vote for me, right, I would go out and beat the streets and convince you to vote for me. I would say, hey, listen, this is what I'm going to do for you. But Republicans can't run on a platform of, oh, yeah, we're going to, all you old folks, we're going to cut your Medicaid, your Medicare, and your Social Security. You can't run on that. So they either have to... And the thing about Social Security, Social Security is not even derived from your regular federal tax. 
That's a exactly. whole different tax that's taken from your check. We should never, ever be taxed or used by the government for other purposes. Yep. But Republicans have been doing and it. that's a quote directly from Ronald Reagan himself. Exactly. The first Republican I remember who borrowed from Social Security was Eisenhower. But he, he borrowed that money. I don't know if he ever paid it back. I haven't been able to find anything on that. But he borrowed money from Social Security to build the uh, interstate highway system. You know? So at least he used it to do something good. But other people just started borrowing from Social Security to shore up debt that they created by cutting taxes. That's why, you know, they had that amendment. I was talking with my friends about the other day. I'm like, I will never vote for anything that lowers taxes because lowering taxes means we don't have money to pay for stuff. Now, those school bonds, I'm definitely voting for because the schools need the money. I don't mind paying a couple extra bucks in taxes if the schools can get what they need to educate the kids, but I'm not lowering taxes why so some rich guy can fill his swimming pool with champagne. Fuck that guy. He doesn't deserve my money. So, but I don't want to turn this into a politics thing because <laughs> you know how you, you yeah, know how I do that. So, <laughs> on that note, and I won't even ask for your last words. We have plenty of them. Um, that concludes this episode of 360 Degrees with Mercer Prescott, Oda Foleo Quay, and F. Christopher Blue, who came late. Then Mercedes Wright stepped in for a brief moment, but. She's busy with a photo shoot and a, a movie that she's filming today. Good luck with that. And I'll send you out a link regarding some of the projects that Yuchi One Films is putting their hands in. Got nominated at a couple of um, film festivals, and we'll be working on a full-length um, film sometime in the near future. As the short films, we'll practice on editing so we can figure out how to do a long-term film, a long-length um, film. And I think, we're there, I think we're just about there, and that's good news. So, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the The Urban Breakdown podcast, available on all streaming podcasts, with the exception of um, iHeartRadio. But who cares? Who gives a fuck about them anyway? And um, hit shows such as 360 Degrees, Politrix, and we're trying to bring He Said, She Said back. And we might be working on a few shows because now that we're on Spotify, woo! You don't understand, boy. You don't understand how much I love being on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) And that concludes this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Last night with that head Out the mud like And she's like, 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 like